<laughs> we need a clap. Can somebody clap? Okay, one, one clap. Guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I was really nervous. There was no mistake. Two times in a row. Oh, we're so good at our jobs. <laughs> Maybe I should redo it. Let's no, keep a tally. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm uh, I'm Troy. Hey Troy. I'm Chris. And I'm Scott. And I'm Reese. <laughs> I'm I'm Jake, and I like to party. I, I know am for a Jack, fact and like I know for a fact that you don't like to party. <laughs> I'm uh, cool. I party. <laughs> All right, let's party. Yeah. Let's party. So, uh, how are you guys doing today? What's what's uh, what's been going on? Good, man. doing pretty Jeez, good. So, uh, weirdly enough, I started playing Skyrim again because you got to be kidding me. No, that's a great game. It's fun. I've been playing Witcher Three, and over he's been again. playing Zelda, and I was like, yeah. well, I need to do something. <laughs> But my my brother, shout out to Cody, uh, bought a copy of Skyrim, the the newest one from Target, and they sent him two, and we did the honorable thing and kept it. (laughs) (laughs) And so now I'm playing a copy of Skyrim to because I'm jealous of Jake and Scott playing their sweeping epic games. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I started playing uh, the the. DLC for the Witcher, for the Witcher three. It's so good. That game. It's so good. I, it's gotta be my favorite game that's come out ever. Yeah. The Witcher three. So, so, so I got to get back on that. I, I started playing and I stopped cause I got busy doing other things, but yeah, it's good I'm stuff. playing Skyrim as a mage this time because I want to do a little different. Usually, oh, nice. I, usually I'm Thor and I walk run around with an ax and long hair and stuff. But this time I'm playing it differently. I'm playing as a mage and it's a completely different game. I'm playing Witcher three is school. Of the wolf school. Of the wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. your uh, your armor and stuff. No, I'm just saying that I'm I'm playing oh. a human Witcher. Oh, I understand. In, in Witcher three, yeah, and I'm I'm playing Girl. Zelda as Link. Oh yeah, how's that going? <laughs> yeah, it's that's good. different. <laughs> I uh, actually after uh, the last post that Scott put up about Zelda, yeah, it, I'm I've been like really craving. Uh, Reese is saving switch. up to go I'm get just a switch. Like, Gosh, I need to get a <laughs> switch. Trigger, Zelda man. It is amazing. So so I really, good. I really it's, need uh, it. And it doesn't hold is, your hand. It doesn't tell you what to do. But I know my kids would just die to play Mario oh, Kart. Ollie with plays me, right? Zelda and Mario Kart all the time, dude. And it's so screenshotable. Like it's <clears> yeah. so pretty. I need to get it. That's you the best part about off? Witcher Three is every Witcher Three is amazing. You stop and you put your camera anywhere, and it is absolutely. That's gorgeous. how I felt about yeah. The Last of Us, though. Like the oh, last, last of us, us was, was just very like good unbelievable. But Witcher good. is on another level. Witcher I used really to be is. like, Kylie, Kylie, come here. Like, what? 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 I'm like, look at this. <laughs> look at this fake. Look at this fake world. She'd roll, she'd roll her eyes and leave. Like, the thing is, we is, live like, in Utah. Like climbed a hill and a and a yeah. mountain and, and like drove, rode a horse forever to get to this point. Yeah. And so you have this context of how awesome this is and how it had to fight up a to this point. I earned this view. exactly. And then your wife comes and like, yeah, I see the screenshots all the time. It makes me laugh super hard though. Because we literally live in one of the most beautiful places on earth. Oh, yeah, for in sure. In Utah. Go outside and just look. Yeah, just walk outside and you're, it's going to be beautiful. But like, this would look better you know, it's funny, I, Except yeah. in the winter when Re- there's pollution everywhere. That's true. Re- Reese and I have a friend that lives in Hawaii. And I remember Gross. talking to him and being like, 
dude, what, what is it like living in a pl- place that, you, I mean, you're from paradise and he goes, so are you. I was like, yeah. what, what do you mean? He goes, I've been to Utah. You wake up in the morning and you look out at the sun, at the sunrise over those Eastern mountains in Salt Lake city. He's like, I, that rivals any view in Hawaii. And I was like, you know, you're right. You're pretty yeah. right that we do live in one of the most picturesque the, states because yeah, literally within six hours of us, you have every type of terrain on the planet. It's true. It's true. I, I moved to Utah about 10 years ago and, uh, it's not like I was unfamiliar with the Utah landscape or anything like that. And I mean, I was from Idaho, which the part of Idaho so I lived in. So different. The part so of Idaho different. I lived in is is a valley, but the you just go a little bit farther out and just just as mountainous. But in Utah, you you know Utah they build their cities right up against the mountain. But I remember when I first moved to Utah and I was trying to get rid of get used to the uh, the grid system. Mm-hmm. And every time I'd just turn east, whether on purpose or on accident, is irrelevant. But uh, I would just look up and see the Eastern mountains and just be like, holy crap. There's mountains there and not a bunch of potatoes. Like, <laughs> you know, it's so much better than that view. Jake, Jake and I had the the privilege of living in Oklahoma for a while. The privilege. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like Arkansas and Missouri and... And Arkansas was really cool. I loved Mount, Arkansas. Ma- Mountainburg, Arkansas was one of the pretty. This is a weird tangent we just got <laughs> it's on. true. But I just... So, and also being in the army, I had been all over the country and all over the world. And yeah, you, something... you were in the Himalayas. It's true. I lived in the Himalayas in a tent for like almost nine months. You were a monk. I, I was, <laughs> but, but Fall. there's something really, really special about coming back to Utah. I'm sure you've experienced this when you've flown anywhere, when you get back to the mountains, like mm-hmm. there's nothing like it. It's, it's in it's your fantastic. face too. And that's, yeah. what's great about it. So this is a, a weird tangent and I, I agree, but um, it just reminded me of, this freaking song that keeps coming up. I don't know if it's West just me. Virginia, Wait, I've been singing the same thing in my head. It's because it's in Kingsman 2. Country Road. It's, so it's not just me. Yeah. No, John Denver. That John Denver is full I thought the Rocky Mountains were a little rockier than this. Dude, I was just at this like random 5K that we ran for this like dog rescue thing. Mm-hmm. And there was like this live music and this like 14-year-old girl started singing Country Road. Like, Oh my goodness! Like the fifth time this week, it just came it's in, up. It's in Kingsman too. It's in Logan Lucky. It's, true. it's in yeah, uh, Aliens. It's Speaking it's of Alien Covenant, I think it was used <laughs> the best uh, in Kingsman football too. Game, yeah. The, yeah. College, so, the yeah. crowd was West, It was West Virginia. West Virginia is singing. The, the whole crowd. It was awesome. Country I love the song. It's great. But it's like, what is the you deal? Can't get it's away like, from it. In, in the last like month, it's yeah, just exploded. It's that song and uh, Toto. Africa. Uh, Africa. Africa. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they're everywhere. And like so, the, the thing that here's the thing that frustrates me about that is I've been on the Toto bandwagon since day one. I'm just glad people are on the bandwagon <laughs> now, dude. <laughs> I have uh, been like, oh, I have Weezer. been right. <laughs> Hell yeah, Weezer. When I was when I was a teenager, we went off to like a, a youth uh retreat thing, and uh there was this closet in our bunkhouse that controlled the PA, like all the speaker systems for the entire compound we were staying at. And my buddy, who happened to be a thief, was able to, <laughs> to was able to get through this. He was a, a level three. A thief. Yeah. He was a level three. It's true. <laughs> he was able to get into the, to pick the lock to get into this closet. And we got in there and we turned on t- 
uh, Africa. This by is Toto. not an admission of guilt. It's an open oh, no. pending investigation. <laughs> Everybody knew that we did it. <laughs> like did as you, soon as Africa by Toto started playing over the entire complex, did you guys hold the line? Oh, we hold the line so hard. So because love isn't, isn't always on time. Always so on you time. had a straight up Shawshank Redemption moment. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's cool. He carried the dirt out in his pants. It was great. Yep, I climbed through the the tube of poo. We didn't know it though. The, the but, t- but he did that. He did that. He wasn't trying to escape or anything. I just, yeah, was just, I just what wanted to do it. I was talking about when they uh, played the Italian women's song. I, that was being a little more literal, but you oh. guys took it other places. <laughs> so thank you. I knew what you meant. Thanks. I've actually seen the movie. <laughs> speaking of uh, spe- speaking of places, though, a couple hours south, I guess, drive-wise, south of us is uh, Las Vegas. Vegas. And uh, again, the other thing about Utah, just kind of going back on a little tangent here about... Um, that I love about the picturesque view of Utah is you have Northern Utah, which is very mountainous and, and snowy and everything. You go a, like a few hours South and still mountainous, but it turns into this gorgeous red rock and you go down into St. George and everything. And it's just this red rock desert landscape, which is just gorgeous, but going a little bit farther South and you go to, uh, you go to Las Vegas and uh, I was down there recently for a work trip and I'm not, I'm not much of a gambler. I don't really try, but I had my first time, first try at, uh, at playing craps. Have, uh, have any of you guys tried playing craps? I have. Yeah. No, yeah. it's fun. Poop it's tube. fun. We did yeah. it in Windover. Yes. yes. No. <laughs> um, again, I'm not much of a gambler. Anytime I do try to, to gamble, I end up just losing everything. <laughs> this was the first time that didn't happen. And it was when I was playing craps and I have no idea why I won so much. I just, was sitting there, I'm like, uh, the so luck of the Irish. <laughs> this is my first time, and uh, I have no idea what to do. And this guy next to me is like, okay, put your put this a minimum table of ten dollars. So put your this chip there, and then once the guy rolls the dice, then you can put your chips here, 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 here. I suggest doing it here and here. I'm like, okay. Well, that's, so, that's nice that he's nice to you because <laughs> yeah. that, that's like my well, biggest fear going into casino because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. It wasn't, doing. It uh, wasn't the, one of the casino guys. It wasn't one of the guys at the table. It was one another player. Oh, but that's the they will players. always they will always direct you if you've never done yeah, it. That's they true. Will because they you want out. your money. Yep, and the absolutely. thing the thing about craps is everybody at the table is playing together. So like I'll, not necessarily You want like, everybody to win. Yeah, yeah, like every Oh, if, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the, the better somebody else plays, everybody can win. So you're playing against the house, right? So another player is like, okay, so I put $10 here. It's called the pass line. They roll the dice and then whatever number you get, you either crap out or you either get your money back or you uh you get basically uh another number and he keeps rolling until he either craps out or gets that number. That's why in the Mm -hmm. movies, when they're playing craps, everyone's cheering. Yes. 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 You want to beat the house. So you could, Scott, you could just keep rolling and rolling and rolling. The more you roll, the more money I make and the more money you make, the more money Reese makes, the more money we all make. Got it. Yeah. And, and I didn't understand anything. So I'm like, okay, I put $10 here. I put $10 on the six and the $10 on the eight, because I guess those have the highest chances of being rolled other than the seven. And, uh, the house just, kept giving me chips and I don't know why <laughs> I, I, uh, I started with 50 bucks. I was like, okay, I'm going to put 50 bucks in and, and I'm either in or I'm all in or I'm all out. Like I will play until it's gone or I will, you know, whatever. And I was up to like 215 bucks. That's dope. And I, the only reason why I had to stop was cause I had to take my chips out and wake my buddy up cause he was passed out because he was tired. <laughs> so, uh, but, so is that where the term crap shoot comes from? No. <laughs> yeah, poop tube. We already talked about that. Oh, poop tube. Okay. Redemption. C H U T E. Right. Yeah. Crapshoot. So I went. That I makes went much some, more sense. I went with some friends to the Mormon Vegas, which is Wendover. Wendover. Uh, and, oh, I uh, thought it was Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
my wife and I were like, okay, we each have 40 bucks to play with. We don't want to go crazy. Neither, neither of us had really had a ton of experience gambling. I had played like dollar blackjack tables when I lived in North Dakota, um, which was a lot of fun. But anyway, I lost 20 bucks at blackjack immediately. That, that like, happened to me that my very first time yeah, as well. Like toast within you, a couple of you minutes. You put your chip down and then he draws cards and then yep. takes your chips away. And you're like, yeah. well, that was quick. <laughs> so then we were all walking around trying to figure out what we wanted to play. And, and I was just like, well, that looks like a fun machine. And I ended up winning like 98 bucks. <coughs> and uh, then I lost it all at craps. <laughs> Bless me. Yeah, um, similar thing happened to to me my first time trying gambling is I, I always want to play blackjack and I went to blackjack. It was a $25 minimum. So I put my $25 chip down. He draws his cards and uh, or, or gone. draws the cards gone just like that. Yep. And I'm like, holy crap. And I, I think our minimum was like 30 bucks. So I was like, I have $5 left. So my wife and I went to uh, to the slot machines and I lost it all, but she won like 150 bucks. Oh, so dope. it was, uh, she made up for my loss, but. Gambling, be careful gambling, especially in Vegas, but anywhere, but yeah. be careful gambling. Don't lose your money and don't get in with the sharks because yeah, that's <laughs> no good. Public service announcement by Troy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Anybody else have anything else? I think we all share? went. Yeah. All right, yeah. Cool. We're all good. We're all satiated. We all talked about ourselves for a second. S- yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, today we're talking comic book movies and I am so like excited. I'm so excited to talk. And we're, again, I mentioned this in the last episode when I kind of brought this up. We have some rules here. We're not talking DC and Marvel. Uh, more specifically, no Avengers, no Justice League, no X-Men. We are talking about like, basically, I mean, we're going to be a little bit relaxed here. So if you want to talk about Blade, if you want to talk about Watchmen, if you want to talk about Constantine, even though those those comic books are owned by Marvel and DC, they're not typically part of your normal canon. So we are going to allow that. If you break the rules, we will make fun of you relentlessly. Um, oh, I'm scared. But <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> You're going to get yours, dude. So um, I, I will say this. When I did my research, when I started doing research on this, I was surprised at how many movies there are out there that I didn't realize how many options, from yeah. graphic novels and comic books and yeah. old comic strips that were in newspapers uh-huh. like Dick Tracy and... and uh, Garfield, of course, and uh, oh, what's the other Gunnison one? Richie Rich. Oh, shut Richie up. Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty um, Ducks. Over, over the Hedge was a great one. <laughs> Believe it or not, Mighty Ducks does have a comic book. Does it? Oh, does it? Yeah. But was yeah, it a comic book? Yeah, yeah. All the ducks were fighter guys for some reason. They shoot hockey pucks out of yeah, there. And, a, and here's, yeah, yeah, there was a cartoon. Oh, I remember that, yeah. yeah. Here's a question I have, though, okay? So so let's talk um, Transformers for a second. It was obviously a toy first, but I'm pretty sure they made it into a... It was a cartoon, Same obviously. G.I. Joe. And then it was made into a comic. I'm yeah. sure there's Transformers comics. So could you count Transformers? You could, but none of us are going to use why it. Yeah, I don't you? think we would, but <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing that yeah, out G.I. there. G.I. Joe comics were you know? great. <laughs> fantastic. Um, anyway, let's... Uh, let's Let's get started. Let's talk about our uh, our honorable mentions. Uh, uh, Scott, you want to go first? So my honorable mention is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's I loved Scott Pilgrim. Such a good movie. Was, I love that. It's like we we're talking about earlier. It's Edgar Wright just had the freedom to do whatever he wanted. Like like words on the like words on the screen in video game form. You know, the, it's it was awesome. It felt like you were watching a live action video. Game. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. So, so really what I good. what I loved about it is that is just what you just said. It's it is the weirdest, most outlandish, most Edgar Wrightish Edgar Wright movie out there. Mm-hmm. And 
I am a sucker for Edgar Wright. So watching watching that movie, it it, it just if you and, want like the essence of Edgar Wright, it's Scott Pilgrim. And, and, and Michael Sarah in the right role is awesome. He's amazing. He really is great if he's cast properly. Exactly he's in the right role, he, he's good. Yep, exactly. And also Kieran Culkin in that movie just made me laugh. Oh, which who's that? The gay roommate. Oh yeah, he, he was awesome. He's so funny. And the, um, he loves Pepsi. He does from Home Alone. <laughs> And wetting the bed. Oh, He's oh, fuller. Yeah. Oh, damn! <laughs> 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 That's awesome. I didn't know that. Uh, I feel kind of scared saying this now, but I absolutely hate that movie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, see, here's my thing. I, I can see... I don't blame anybody anybody for hating me, it. Me I, either. I, I'm, I'm there I personally you. really enjoyed it, and it's not because I think it's a great movie. It's a great comic book adaptation yeah, yeah, yeah and, it, it, and, it really is. And the, the people they they play off each other so well. Like like Michael Sarah is hilarious, and the cameos that they had in in it. I guess I don't know if you call him a cameo, but you mean you had Chris Evans, you had uh, Brandon Routh, so you had you know yeah. you had Captain America and Superman, yeah. you know, and <laughs> who are both awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, and, vegan, the vegan police are the that was my favorite like, part of the movie. <laughs> oh, and they had Thomas part. Jane, so you yeah. had Punisher as well. Yeah, uh, he was he was one of the vegan police. But and this is coming from a Superman fan. Brandon Routh played a much better super vegan than he did a Superman. Yeah. <laughs> that's like my favorite part, though. I love that. Just, Wait, like, chicken isn't vegan? <laughs> I love a- seeing George Michael and Egg on the screen together. Again. <laughs> Her? Her? <laughs> that was good. They did. That was pretty good. But even, custard even isn't, the custard little isn't vegan milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Scott Pilgrim that I really enjoyed was just the little uh, little editing things that they put in there, the little animation stuff, like. Even something small when he goes to the bathroom and then you see that little meter of urine and it goes down as he's peeing. And it's yeah, just, yeah. Or it's I just like, looked over and Chris is undoing his pants. <laughs> I have a very big belt on and leaning into the mic is hurting me. <laughs> I uh, chose not to wear a belt today for that yeah. very reason. I tried not to wear a belt. The, the jokes they, they tell without saying any words. Yeah. Like... Uh, there, there was a scene where the, the high school the Chinese girlfriend was at the door and, and he kept on trying to hide from her. But every time it, the, and the, the roommate that was in uh, yeah. Home Alone, he kept on trying to hide Scott Pilgrim. And, but every time it was like just off. And so he would he would cover him right when right when he wasn't there. <laughs> and it, it was just like these like visual gags all over the, the place are awesome. The but, thing that I love about it is is the dialogue between the people. It's it's as if the dialogue was written by. A bunch of kids pretending. This is saying yeah. things like, "Oh yeah, well, can you do a thingy on that thingy?" <laughs> like, and that's and that's a real line in the movie. Yeah. Like it just made me laugh so right, hard. We, we don't need to talk about Scott Pilgrim <laughs> well, too long because this I'm is about my furious. I just want to say <laughs> one funny thing about one little fun fact about Scott Pilgrim was that they actually finished the movie before they actually finished the comic. A lot really? of movies like so, that. Yeah. King, oh, really? Kingsman's like that, and Wanted. Not, yeah, not Wanted, but uh, yeah, I think Kingsman specifically. Well, and Game, so speaking Game of, of Kingsman, that's my uh, runner-up is Kingsman. Nice. I good stuff. Love that. That might have been my favorite movie of the year. What was that? Two years ago? Three years ago? The first uh, Kingsman. I don't. I know well, it came out four years ago. It came out the same day as Fifty Shades of Grey. And my wife and I went on a date and we're like, well, we're not seeing that. So I guess we're seeing Kingsman on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it was magical. That yeah, movie's amazing. Kingsman is a great uh, film. Dude, from the very, from the very first scene when, uh, who was the, the Kingsman that got killed in that first scene? Galahad? No, no it was Lancelot. 
no, no, no. The the one who is the actor? Was it Ben Mendelsohn? Mm, I don't was, know. No, he's not in that movie. Who is the ben one? Mendelsohn. The, the guy that got cut in half hot dog ways. I don't know who that actor is, but I know what you're talking about. I'll tell you right now. He's been in lots of things. I thought it was Ben Mendelsohn, but I'm... I That'd may, be interesting, that, though. That just maybe recency He didn't play bias. a bad guy in a movie once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but can't, I mean, the girl with the Jack sword... Jack Davenport. Jack Davenport. I Lance, great, Lance great, a lot. That's a great actor name. That is a name. good name. <laughs> that's um, like the name no, of like a I, suave uh, MI6 agent. From the from the lady with the sword feet to uh, Sophia Butella when they're uh, when they when they they're training and they have to they they have to figure out how to they say only one, one of you doesn't have a parachute and they have mm-hmm. to figure that out and all that good stuff it was so I mean the movie was just so great it really felt like a really cheesy James Bond and like X Men all at the same time somehow yeah, yeah. like they're at the academy well and I love something. the conversation that. Uh, that Colin Firth and Samuel L. Jackson have about James about Bond. like secret about mm-hmm. spy movies. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, that and was how great. They, that was such a great Sam moment. Jackson was amazing. He was Dude, so that good. whole interaction, even to the point where when he when he shoots him, it's like they're they're always referencing that they're in a spy movie. Exactly. It's awesome. Exactly. I, and I well, love and I love that the villain of the movie, the entire the entire story has an aversion to blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he can't yeah. stand it. It makes him queasy, but he's about ready to kill everybody. That is an awesome character. So, Such a great character. So, uh, and he has a lisp. His yeah. lisp. I, I watched it. I watched an interview with Sam Sammy Jackson. Jackson. Oh, because he wanted he, to be they, they talked guy, about uh, They handicap. talked about the, the lisp. Didn't he have and one, he's, he said, he they, they asked him why he did the lisp, and he says, I wanted to give him a reason to hate the world. The lisp? And he says, I have, he had a lisp growing up and everyone made fun of him for his lisp and it made him hate the world and it made him want to kill the world. It was, and, he, uh, and it's, it's a backstory that literally only he knows, mm-hmm. but it's a backstory that gave depth to the character and it made his character menacing. Well, and I think that's also interesting, Sam. So as many of you may or may not know, I used to work in the speech therapy world, uh, Samuel Many Jackson. of us did not know that. No. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson did grow up with a stutter. He had a speech impediment. Um, so I think that's, well, and that's why that he, he said that he said, he says it for a young child, for a young person to have a speech impediment, you yeah. are, you're, you're constantly being never, no one ever lets you forget that you have this speech impediment and it makes you hate the world. Exactly. Shout out to Joseph. He also Hurst. said that, um, Every Bond villain People has like, like you, a, man, hate the world. <laughs> okay. He also said that every Bond villain has like a handicap, like a scar over their eye or uh-huh. a metal mouth or something. So he's like, wouldn't that be funny if they had a list? That's right. His, yeah, right. That's his, uh, it's great. So before so we move on, I would be, I'd be devastated if we didn't at least mention Freebird. Oh the, yeah, because didn't we that, talk about it like in another episode? Yeah, Scott recently? watched it recently. Yeah. yeah. So so e- even that Freebird scene, but even like the very beginning, first time you see him fight when he does the manners maketh the man oh, scene. Yeah, yeah. In the bar. When in the bar when he just beats up all those guys, like Colin Firth was a legit badass in that movie. Yeah, and 100%. Colin Firth is known by everyone to be like. A, a flouncy like ladies. He's uh, to be like, British. He's Hugh Grant. Yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> but he is a legit badass in that movie. Yep. And watching him tear down the Westboro Baptist Church like he did was absolutely brilliant. So yep. that's also, the last thing I wanted to say about it. Also, speaking of the cast, Mark Strong is awesome. Oh, Mark, Mark Strong. Strong. He's, he's good in, I think we mentioned this in our in our Guy Rich thing. Mark Strong yeah. is good in everything. He he's Green amazing. Even he Green he was good in Green Lantern, even though that movie sucked. Um, All right. My uh, my runner up is uh, actually Atomic Blonde. <clears throat> and good movie. It is a good movie. A and recent one. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm not saying it's my runner up because it's the best or one of the best of all of them, or whatever, but it is a good movie. But uh, Charlize Theron kicks ass she in that is film. Such an. Um, she's like probably one of the most polarizing actresses out there. Mm-hmm. For who? Because for everyone. <laughs> I, I love her. I don't know. That's what I'm her. saying. No, I'm not saying polarizing that people don't like her. She's polarizing in that she can do anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. She can play. The romantic interest. She can play the depressed girl. She can play, she can play the, the badass. The villain. She, in she the can play the villain in, 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 what is in it? Prometheus. Prometheus. Oh, she can play the man. psycho in Monster. Yeah, absolutely. She's also she is, the bad guy in Fast and the Furious. It's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that may be one of her least. She handled us a big day. <laughs> she can also play a uh, handicapped person in uh, um, Arrested Arrest Development. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's the Mr. Ed. <laughs> she played a one armed handicapped person in Mad Max, and she was. Amazing. That's right. She oh. she was great. She's, Mad Max. she's just unbelievable. She's so a great actress, I, but I, I know I've probably mentioned this before, but I saw her at Disneyland last time I was there, and she. Was walking by was and, everybody radiant? Was, and everybody was everybody was like, "Look, look, it's Charlize Theron!" And I screamed at the top of my lungs, "Witness me, Furiosa!" And then I'm pretty sure she rolled her eyes and went, <laughs> "Stupid!" She's probably listening to podcasts right now and be like, "That mother." Write <laughs> <Right> it. <laughs> so, um, one thing about uh, about. Charlize Theron is that um, like okay, so first of all, Atomic Blonde is very much similar to. Um, Scott Pilgrim and it's a, it's a very much a I mean it's a comic book film but it's adapted really well from a comic book to a film does that make sense where, where like, there's some holdovers from the comic book yeah, yeah, film. yeah and it has some of those little little things in there that, that are great um, but one thing she does really well I don't know if she did all of her own stunts but she uh, like I said earlier she kicks ass there is this one particular scene and I won't give too much away for you guys who haven't seen it but it's a uh, it's a fight scene that is one continuous shot the entire time. Um, and like there is, there's blood, like she gets her ass kicked. She kicks ass. People fall down the stairs. Like it is, it is insanely good. It's probably in terms of one go one of my favorites of all time. And, um, Anyway, Atomic Blonde. Love Seriously, them Wonners. Really good one. Anyway, that might, that might be a good episode for the future. Foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's carry on. Uh, Chris, what's your, so, um, and I, I did a lot of homework for this topic. I, I absolutely love this homework assignment. Sweet. Uh, I was going to say something like 300, you know, because it was just so macho at the time. Yeah. But Dude, that, that, when it came out, 300 was, was oh, yeah. everything. Oh, It was like uh, this pop culture phenomenon when yep. it came out. Everyone loves Spartans and Gerard Butler. And, but, uh, Perfect. Um, <laughs> but I, I watched Tintin with my kids, <laughs> and so it good. was fun so was like peter jackson yeah no well he it was his studio oh. they used the motion capture stuff for smeagol for that whole movie okay 
So they was they all live acted it, but wow. it, it was like the same uh, as Polar Express, that same oh, kind of like yeah. 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 When they were movie, in Tintin, really like when they were escaping that uh, that Middle Eastern town. Speaking and of like, wonders, that yeah, is it, insane. It was awesome. It's like one of the great minutes. It was so good. It was yeah, so it's good. Nuts, dude. And I was watching that with my kids, and I kind of forgot because I saw it when it came out, and I was like, that oh, was fun. But then watching it with my children. And they just were eating it up. They absolutely loved I it. I need to rewatch it with my And Ollie yeah, was like, as well. there's a part where uh, Tintin, is, they crash an airplane, and Tintin's going to slide down into the propeller and cut his head off. And uh, what's Andy Serkis' character has to save him, but he has a parachute on. So he's running, and he's floating over like the sand to get down to him. And he saves him, but then his parachute gets caught in the propeller, and it spins him around. And he <laughs> throws him on the ground. We all just start laughing, and Ollie's like, I love this movie. <laughs> I, like, I do, too. I do, too. This is fun. So that, that's my runner-up. I really think that that movie deserves a second chance. I know there are supposed to be a couple more movies, but it, it kind of... I don't think it got the love that, yeah. that they were That it deserved, yeah. really. Yeah. So, so, uh, that's an old comic. Educate me on this. So Tintin, is it a comic, or is it like one of those newspaper it's comic a, strips? Both. Both? I think okay. it, I might I may be wrong in this, so I'm sorry, but I think it was a French comic. And when Steven Spielberg made uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, a lot of people reviewed it and said that was a great movie. It reminds me of Tintin. Mm. I was like, what is that? And so, because people told him that, he went and he started reading Tintin comics. And he's like, this is Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is amazing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to go watch it now, especially since you said the kids enjoy it. So yeah. it was a great one. <laughs> All right, Reese. Uh, my runner-up is a movie that is near and dear to my heart. It's The Rocketeer. Yep, that's a good one. 1991. Fighting them Nazis. Yeah. We it's grew, a great... I grew up watching this movie. Yeah, yeah. it's like... Yeah. Uh, it was I, a movie I that to, I just rewatched all the time. I need to call you out on something right now, because I'm excited you said this, and I've been waiting for this conversation. Well, so the, the guy that directed it <laughs> is the guy that directed... First Avenger. First Avenger. The Captain America. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Avenger. And uh, the Rocketeer is by far and away better than Captain. He must America, hate the Nazis Avenger. then. Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> well, the Marvel got him to capture that Rocketeer feeling. He did not. Yeah, in my opinion. Oh, he did not. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's I, why they hired him. Yeah. Huh. I, so I so he huh. actually did a ton of movies. Actually, his name is Joe Johnston, and he's done some pretty serious movies. Uh, obviously, Captain America, uh, the First Avenger, October Sky. That's a good, That's a good movie. Film. Jurassic That's a good movie. Park Three. Eh. Yeah. Um, uh, he's uh, doing the new Nutcracker. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's doing. I kind of want to see that, but if that's a musical, I'm going to bounce. Uh, the Wolfman from 2010, Hidalgo, which is a favorite of mine. I love Hidalgo. Um, he's done Cowboy. some. He's done some Indiana Jones like knockoff stuff. Jumanji, oh, the, the original Indiana Jumanji Jones. movie, was him. Nice. Uh, Honey, I uh, Shrunk the Kids. He I, did that one. I they that that the original one. Yeah, nice. I love yeah, that. Yeah, 1989. I'm sure it probably. I'm sure it doesn't hold up. Uh, no, it does. It's great. It does okay. And like the because they built the sets for it too. Yeah, and they use those sets at Disneyland, and they're still there. Oh, really? There's a big Lego set. And there's a big ant. I love it. I see. My my daughter is watching the third one, the third movie, or or Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, or whatever the you know whatever. Yeah. And I was like, you really need to watch the original. So I started looking for the original. I couldn't find it on any streaming service, but it's now. On if you have an HBO subscription or whatever on mm-hmm. Amazon, however that works, you can yeah. get it on there, and I'm going to watch that. Well, he was anyway. also an associate producer on Rick Willow. Glenn, this is great. Oh, Willow! <laughs> yeah, there's Willow. a special place in my heart it's, for Willow. I love yeah. Willow. Yeah. Willow like, to this day, yeah. I love it. But it's amazing. He's just done a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, the Rocketeer, his... man, like that—that that came out obviously 1991. 
You know, I'm like five years old and (laughs) yeah, but it gets it, it. It strikes that nerve for a five year old kid where he puts on a rocket a, a rocket Jet booster pack. on his pa- on his back. Yeah. Wears a badass helmet. It has an awesome helmet and goes Slick around and jacket. fights Nazis. Yeah. Like how much better for a kid can that be? But if Not you much. Re- if you rewatch it, I think multiple of us rewatched it recently. It's still so good. Yeah. Alan Arkin is one of my favorite actors. He might be like top five for me. Yeah. Alan Arkin He's is unbelievable so good. His comedic so, timing and everything yeah. is brilliant. There's this, there's this kind of, and it may have even started. It might be become a little cliche but it's like this whole thing where like the nazis or the germans are developing some super secret weapon to get an advance and advantage in the war i mean mm-hmm. wonder woman did this with their super secret poison yeah. or whatever yeah. also but, real life did it and, but yeah exactly <laughs> but that's the thing is it became a cliche but that it was must based be where they got life. the inspiration like they really they were really doing something and, and how close the the nazis and the germans were to creating some of this stuff that we consider science fiction like like a jetpack or whatever yeah is actually pretty crazy, but uh, yeah. Well, and then I mean Timothy Dalton. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can you really have a better? Um, is there anyone else in the industry that could be James Bond? Which I actually stand behind. Timothy Dalton is a good James Bond. Not many people do, but could be James Bond, but then also be one of the best villains out. there. He was a great villain. He's such a good villain in that. He's a great v- villain yeah. in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah like, he's him just him in Hot Fuzz being the, <laughs> the suave bad guy. He basically plays so... who he basically plays Neville Sinclair from the Rocket. He really does. He was so good. In you Hot know who Fuzz. else does that is John Lithgow. He can be the good guy or the bad guy. It's true. I love Cliffhanger. Ooh, he's uh, such bastard a bastard. Cliffhanger. Oh yeah, Dexter. Yeah. Gosh, that serious. All right, sorry. That was <laughs> anyway. But yeah, the Rocketeer. If you've never seen the Rocketeer, like do yourself put a your, favor. Do yourself a favor and watch it. As an adult, I think it still stands. And your up kids as a will good love it. Movie, but your kids will love it. But if kids you will put love on, it. if you put on like your your little kid helmet, you know, and you go back through and watch this and put yourself in that mode of how this would be watching it as a kid, you're just gonna love this movie. How did you know I wore a helmet as a kid? Uh, everyone, <laughs> <laughs> but, like Jennifer Conley. But mine was because I kept wore running a bicycle helmet as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I kept running into stuff, so I had to wear it. Yeah, check out the Rocketeer; it's amazing. <laughs> right so, on, uh, right cool. on. Yeah, that and that's it's a it's a classic too. I mean, you know, uh, came out in 1991, like yeah. you said. It's been around for a long time, so. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our our goat, our individual goat picks for uh, comic book movies, non DC, non Marvel. Uh, let's just keep going in the same order. Scott, what do you got? So um, I remember when this one came out, and I loved it when I came, when it came out, and I rewatched it for this, and I loved it even more. It was Edge of Tomorrow, or nice. they, they changed the the theatrical yeah. name is Edge of Tomorrow. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up too because I didn't know if we were going to do Japanese comics. Yeah, because there is that's another. Yeah, this is a manga that's opening another door to a entirely new world of movies. It's true, and, and it, it was it was loose rules, so I figured we I yeah. could go for it. Which which on that note, sorry, real quick, that actually kind of reminds me. I went on Netflix to just look up any comic book comic movies. book movies or comic book based movies that I uh, I, I haven't thought of. You go on Netflix, you type in comic book or whatever, and then it has like the little subcategory that you can look in. There's a ton of so Japanese many. anime on there yeah. that yeah. came from comic books. So yeah, anyway. Uh, edge of tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, edge of tomorrow. Two of the most attractive people in right? the history of the planet. Oh my goodness! I think this is what Me started. My, uh, Tom my Cruise and wasn't Bill boom. Paxton in that? Bill Paxton was in yeah, it. Yeah, those are the two sexiest. <laughs> Game over, man. Game, Game over, over man. man. 
No, uh, Emily Blunt is also in yeah, it. Yeah, uh, Jim Halpert's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think that's. I would keep her in a quiet place. If Sorry. I was <laughs> Sorry for the tangent, but have you heard? Uh, have you heard John Krasinski talk about going through customs? Yes, oh, yeah. I thought it was so funny. Oh my gosh! Dude. You, you married Emily Blunt. You, <laughs> oh yeah, get out of here! He stamps his passport and throws it out. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> so funny, you big weird goofy looking dude. Get out of here! <laughs> Sorry, continues. Scott. Yeah. Um. So it was based off a of manga. I'm not. I'm not super familiar with it, but I know that the the. Uh, it's premise? called. Um, all you need is kill. All you need is kill. Weird, huh? And uh, I th- I, from what I remember, it was based on like video game um, logic where you repeat, er, mm. like you die and play it again, yeah. play it again. Respawn. And, and, and that was go, like the tagline a little for better the movie. each time. Yeah, yeah. Better. Well, now it's na- that's the name of the movie now. Oh, they they changed the name uh, between the, the theatrical release and like the DVD Blu-ray. release is a uh, live, die, repeat. And, uh, colon, edge of tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Mm. That's interesting. But, uh, but yeah, the, the author of the manga wanted to to feel like like what si- the psychological toll of reliving a, an actual battle every day. Hmm. Um, but I thought so. I thought that was interesting going into it. And then the uh, the performances. Um, Tom Cruise plays a really good, uh, just slimy, uh, selfish guy that that then becomes a, a warrior and a and a upstanding person. Um, I thought it was. I think this is one of Bill Paxton's best portrayals of anything. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot he's in it. I didn't like. Well, that's the thing is, not forgetting that he's in it is so much better than going. God, I hated that guy. (laughs) So so, um, it's funny that he was in it because that troop that was it was basically aliens. Like it it had it had. (laughs) What's the girl? What's with inept command and all? My favorite. Yeah, what, it had the badass Hispanic girl. Yeah, yeah it had Vasquez. It had a Vasquez, um, and it had like all the. Man, look the, at how influential and good that movie is for us. Yeah, right. Weird. <laughs> um, and it had Bill Paxton. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I love that movie. So good. That, that is a great movie. That is I, a really good I, movie. Before like the Mummy, Tom Cruise was on a roll. He did not make a bad movie since Night and Day. You know, I liked that. Even Night, Night and Day. Day is not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's okay, not so great. to some people, it was. <laughs> but like, if you were looking at like, I guess his Rotten Tomato scores, that dude was on fire. Oh, yeah. He did not. He did not have a oh, misstep. Until, the thing. Like, also, he was also in Oblivion, which is also I yeah, love yeah. Oblivion. Oblivion. Was great. The soundtrack is amazing. I actually watched that recently. Amazing. I, I love, love that movie. Stuff. He's basically Wally. That's what he does. Yeah, right. people he collects talking, up. People, I, I listen to a bunch of podcasts, and they've been talking about Mission Impossible Fallout. And they were like, listen, Tom Cruise knows how to entertain people. That's what he's in the game for. Sprint. He's- Just sprint as fast as you <laughs> exactly. can. Exactly. Nobody sprints like Tom Cruise. He's also hilarious, too. Like, he really is. Yeah. But the thing that I think is great about him is I think he's just finally decided to not go after the Academy Award. He's mm-hmm. not doing the vanilla sky. He's not doing that bullshit, that, that stuff. Bolshevik. <laughs> I, eyes wide shut. Yeah. And he's just doing movies that are going <clears> to... <throat> land and they're gonna be entertaining and people are gonna no one does it better yeah he's fantastic yeah and this one isn't any an exception to it he's they're doing a sequel tune are they yeah oh cool that's what i heard that makes me nervous it's just any sequel it's just gonna be the same movie the exact same (laughs) (laughs) groundhog i got the juice on me groundhog (laughs) yeah that's funny (laughs) yeah that's my pick that's a great pick pick, man stellar solid pick so, so oh, okay, the uh, the uh, movie I picked was V for Vendetta, 
And I don't necessarily think it's an exceptional film as much as it's kind of one of those movies that I watch every year on the 5th of November. And I I can quote. Why do you watch it on the 5th of November, Jay? Remember. Was, oh, remember, gotcha. remember the 5th of November. I, uh, do you I was, remember <laughs> 21st? Nah, sorry. <laughs> um, so I watch, So it's a movie that I can quote basically the whole way through. Um, except for his V speech, yeah, vivacious venacity, the the vicious suave, whatever he, his, that V speech is fantastic. I want to memorize it because I would love to be able to just pull that out whenever I, uh, whenever I, it has to be in the right setting because it could could come across a douche and go everybody's head. What? what? I love Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. That's probably his best performance. But see, here's the thing is he he was, I mean, he was probably the guy behind the mask, but he was really just a a, a, a voice, voice, a sound actor or whatever. A voice actor, yeah. Voice actor, yeah, for for this movie because you never saw his face or anything. Um, So you really got the chops of his his talent for voice acting. I mean, and he's also uh, Megatron in in Transformers. So, I mean, he is a very good voice actor, but he's also... (laughs) His, uh, so, something that he does really well that I'm going to, uh, something that he did in this is something that also translates over to what Chris, Chris's favorite movie is going to be is that he keeps his mask on the entire movie. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Most, most big name actors, especially if they're going to be like the titular character, uh, they want their face shown. They want, they want someone to they they want the camera to get their face because they need that um that that screen time yeah yeah so they but he left the mask on for the entire movie you never saw Hugo Weaving's face you just heard his voice and that's something that I thought was really cool about that movie and, and one thing about that while we're still on that topic the the reason why I think it's cool is because <clears throat> the whole point of V in that movie was that it didn't matter who he was. He was a principal. He wasn't a person. He was a principal. It was an idea person. He was an idea. He was a principal. He was starting a revolution. Right. And so if you would have shown his face, it would have somewhat taken away from that. Kind of like, I I guess you could say, um, uh, master chief in halo, you know, see his face. He's more than just, uh, you know, a hero or whatever. He's, he's now. Yeah. Yeah. He the, he was the voice of Optimus Prime. Yeah. No, he was the voice of Megatron. Megatron. Oh, I was like, I think you said Megatron too. I did. He said Megatron. Oh, oh, sorry, that was just my fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, oh, interesting. The, the The performances in that, I thought that uh, Dude, Natalie Steve, Portman did a really good job. Stephen Fry. Stephen did Fry awesome. did an amazing What's, job. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who the actor is, is that was the the main uh, detective that that was. That was doing that. oh from uh, from V oh brother where are oh from sorry I was still thinking of Transformers for some reason <laughs> <laughs> get off your iPad and pay attention no bro. I'm not on Transformers oh, was this anymore the movie was with still the boat in my head. In the ocean? oh the one on the boat in the ocean right <laughs> yep the one on the boat mighty in the ocean. ducks um, yep so, <laughs> um, so then you had John Hurt Dude, who was John, the speaking of another when, uh, when he breaks thing. down and just starts bawling oh, begging for his life at the end like. There's so many great moments in the movie. And then when at the end, when all the de- people that had died, take off their masks and they're there, like, there's just really great moments in the movie itself. That was, uh, that was really fantastic. I think it's and a really so, cool story. 
it, like just, it's just the story in itself is really interesting. Well, it's the, it's very the whole different. idea of the remember, remember the fifth yeah. of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I see no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. The gunpowder. Tre- <laughs> thank you, thank you. I take in a bow right now. Um, gunpowder treason. Uh, Guy Fox. The whole point is that the government is taking over and or the government is being unfair. So they're trying to show the government that the people are still in power. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. And then just adding on to that, I don't know. HBO has recently done a series called gunpowder where Kit, yeah, it's got John Snow and yeah. Kit, Kit Harrington is, uh, is it's this plot. It's a gunpowder plot and he meets up with Guy Fox and they go and do it shows them planning and trying to carry out the gunpowder plot. It, it's super interesting. That's a side note. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, go watch it. It was it was fantastic. But uh, but yeah, no, I loved V for Vendetta. I thought it was my uh, my thing. main criticism of this movie is the fans that have spawned from it who wear the Guy Fox mask now and call themselves anonymous, or they like label who they don't like uh, an oppressor. And they yeah. they put on their mask and they're gonna go show the man because that is who it's is. pretty stupid. Oh, dude, it like <laughs> it's driving me crazy. Like, but at the same time, it shows the power of the movie. Yeah, yeah. like how, how poignant the movie was. But they just like I decide that you're oppressing me, so I'm yeah. gonna wear this Guy Fox mask. I, I totally agree you. with that. But yeah, but that's that, that's a good movie. It's uh, a yeah, yeah, it was whatever, a movie think... that taught me about Guy Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. Know, know. I had no idea yeah. what the this Guy Fox. Right. It was. It's funny because while I was in, uh, while I was a, a missionary, one of the, one of my roommates on my mission was from England and, uh, I would talk about the 5th of November and he was like, Oh, I'm not going to try and do an English accent cause I'm going to butcher it. And Adam would uh, absolutely hate me for it. But, Shout out to Adam Hinchliffe. Yeah. He's probably not listening, but yeah, I'm right. wearing white socks right Adam, now, dude. Adam, Adam Hinchliffe and his, uh, and his, uh, lumpy Shrek forehead. But, <laughs> but, but he talked, he, he was talking all the time about Guy Fox and the gunpowder treason and, and how they burn effigies of Guy Fox on the 5th of November. And it's a, anyway, it was super interesting learning about, about that specific holiday. Hate, uh, William Wallace too. Oh dude. <laughs> talking to him I've, about, heard him. I've heard him talk about William. He Wallace. hates Mel Gibson. Between Patriot and, and uh, he hates him for a reason that nobody else hates him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the English hate him for completely different reasons than everyone than else. The Jews. Oh, uh, right. but uh, yeah, he, he's, uh, it was fun living with him. But anyway, uh, v for Vendetta, great movie. Nice, I good pick, it. man. Yep. Good pick. I enjoy that. Uh, so it's my turn. So my my personal goat going back to a classic film, kind of like Reese did with Rocketeer on his runner-up. Uh, my goat is the 1990s, uh, 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Classic. <laughs> I think I wore out my VHS of that. I, like, <laughs> I, I love didn't, that right? movie. Well, that and <clears throat> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, both of them the, wrecked the VHS. The reason why I love, one of the reasons, uh, there's so many reasons why I love the, that <clears throat> film. I mean, it, that that film is my childhood. I, I grew yeah. up, so there's me and we have three, bro- I have three older brothers. There were the four of us and we were always the Ninja Turtles. And That's I awesome. was always Raphael. But the reason why I love that movie was because it... It took itself seriously. I mean, as far as yeah. as serious as you could when you're talking about... They made a movie. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they've tried to resurrect it. They've tried to bring it back and you know, whatever they did sequels, you know, I, I personally like Ninja Turtles too. I love Ninja Turtles um, Three was bad. Turtles in Time, not great. The the re- time was a video game. Uh, no, that was the the third movie as well. Was that what it was called? Yeah. No way. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> the uh, I'm pretty certain. The animated one they came out with in 2006 or seven was was. I liked it. It was good, it was but good. it was also yeah. forgettable. TMNT. Yeah. It's better than the two new ones. <laughs> Agreed. And then uh, and then the new ones that they they came out with. And they made him like ten feet tall. Yeah, like, gave him lips. I, I still can't. I still can't wrap my. I understand why they gave them lips and for animation reasons and stuff. I still can't wrap my head around it. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Is I got a lot to say about this movie because I like you. This movie represents my childhood. Yes. If you were to ask my mom, this and Home Alone were the only two movies I ever watched ever. <laughs> um, I I adore this movie. It's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. Um. But I'm glad it was made when it was. Yeah. And not now. Yeah. Because now it would just be some CGI fest. And yeah. then it was. It, it was. Well, a we semi- saw what it would be like if it was right. made now. Yeah. <laughs> it was, they, then yeah. it was a semi-serious take on the Turtles. Yeah. And they were. With live action. I think yeah. It was yeah. Uh, Jim Henson was uh, the people that made the that would suits. That would make sense. Yeah, Jim, um, Jim Henson made the, the turtle suits. But just the the, uh, the the timing that has to go in with all of the animations with the guys in the suits and then the mouths opening up and stuff. But um, And that's just getting technical, but just the movie itself. Um, it's just like, okay, so going back to Ninja Turtles, a lot of times people, when they think of Ninja Turtles, if they don't think of the movies, they think of that dumb cartoon that I used to watch and love when yeah, I was a kid. still love it. I still love it. But it, it, it took the Ninja Turtles and made them silly. Yeah. When in reality, the Ninja Turtles that were first drawn on a comic book page were very serious. Yeah. The, Black the comics and were super violent and yeah. dark. They, very, very dark. They didn't have the blue, purple, orange, and red masks. They were just masks. They were just Ninja Turtles. I think they were all red. They were all red. They were all red. Okay. Anyway, so, but I mean, it was a very, like you said, like, uh, very bloody, yeah, bloody, violent, very serious comic book. And I think the movie was trying to go <laughs> that way, but still make it for kids. But, um, it was actually go really ninja, controversial. Go ninja, go ninja, go. That's, it, that's it was really controversial. <laughs> they, Vanilla speaking ice. of that, the first movie made parents mad because it was a little dark. Like, yeah. I don't even think yeah. my parents watched it before they let me watch it. <laughs> Splinter oh, yeah. gets tortured. Teenage he gets Mutant kidnapped. Yeah. Turtles. Uh, Raphael almost dies, and uh, he's really angry. He's got an anger problem, which they address in the movie. Yeah. And parents were mad about how serious it was. Shredder, That's why, quote, unquote, dies yeah. in a garbage... That's why they yeah. made Truck. the second one as silly as it was, yeah. it was for the kids. Yeah. For, which is too bad. Yeah. Schwarzenegger I, I think, hard to spell? Was it? <laughs> That's... That's a line from two. <laughs> oh, I don't remember, dude. Um, the, they asked if it was going to be hard though. to get into a place, and he goes, I don't know, is Schwarzenegger hard to spell? <laughs> so that's where I got the, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is where I got the line that I still use. Yeah, it's quiet. A little, a little too, too quiet. quiet. Hey, look, a giraffe. Hey, it's a little yeah, yeah, too raff. Too raff. <laughs> <laughs> I still do that, too. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, if, if you think back, like, we, we talked about when, in getting ready for this episode, I think we all love Hellboy 2 and Hellboy 1, but I love it for reasons that I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The at, like a guy in a costume. It's hard to beat that. Like people do people do CGI and it's visually stunning in a lot of instances, but when you go back and you just keep practical it real, effects practical are almost effects, always better. They're so good. Yep. 
And and yeah. you can go back and watch the first yeah. Ninja Turtles, and it still holds up today. It doesn't look cheesy. So um, when uh, when was this? About 2010, 2011. I was living with my aunt and uncle. Uh, shout out to Terry and Heidi. Um, Terry is Troy's dad's twin. Anyway, uh, I was living with them, and I had just bought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle four pack set from Walmart or something. So I uh, is it the one I, where the DVDs are pizzas. That's, I think or the so. Blu-rays are pizzas. I think yeah, so. I have that too. So I just bought that, and I I uh, was telling my cousin who's like ten at the time. I was telling her how great the movies were, and she was like, "Oh, that's weird." Anyway, so I sat down and we. Once a night, we had a marathon. Shout out to Danny. Movies. Danny, yeah. Me and Danny sat down and watched a marathon of each of those movies. And I introduced her to the magic of the old 90s Ninja Turtles. And then the fourth one was TMNT, the, mm-hmm. the animated one. And it was some of the best like nostalgia that I've had in a long time. But it was also like... Really cool to see the progression of like the movies, how how the how that did, and then uh, that's why I said I loved the the animated one. I thought it was really well done. The story was really good. They stuck to the characters of like Raph being a rage monster and having mm-hmm. to leave, and yeah. then them having to go get him back, and it was really good. So I actually really like this pick for yours. Nice, solid pick. And uh, I'm gonna bring something up that I think is gonna probably make Chris upset, but. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the only reason why I ever decided to try a pork rind. (laughs) (laughs) I love pork rinds. Kitchen? Kitchen. (laughs) Pork rind? Pork rind. rind. Uh, So, and uh, the reason why, just a funny little story. When Chris and I used to work together at a call center, I... uh, I got a bag of pork rinds and your breath was horrendous. Pork rinds are rancid. Hey guys, pork rinds. <laughs> but I, I, we can get down on some pork rinds. I love that. pork rinds, and it's only the only reason why I tried it was because in Ninja Turtles they were eating pork rinds. Dude, do you think the name alone would keep you away from those things? <laughs> no, man. It's just it's you just want a rind of pig. pork. It's just <laughs> no, fried I don't pig skin, man. Exactly, so good. actually good. Anyway, so uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 uh, version. Um, that's my, that's my goat pick. So, Good pick. uh, let's move on. All, All right. right. Chris, you're up. Yeah, I'm up. Uh, so my pick is a movie that I've fallen in love with ever since I saw it. Uh, movies dread. And speaking of a movie that needs a sequel. Yes, it definitely does. But Carl it's, Urban it's never going to happen, but I've, I've actually like fanatically looked into it. Like sometimes I'll Google if the dread sequel is going to happen. Um, I absolutely love this movie. I think that. Carl Urban in this movie as Dread might be the biggest badass in cinema history in this movie. And I'll stand by that statement. I'll fight. I'll, I'll die. More, on that more than Carl Urban in Lord of the Rings? Yes. More than Carl Urban in Thor Ragnarok? Yes. <laughs> Dude, Carl Urban and Carl, Carl Urban. Urban Carl, is Carl Urban. So the thing about, and Troy. The more thing than about, Carl Urban in Star Trek. Yes. The thing okay. that works so much about Carl Urban is because it's kind of like the whole V for Vendetta thing about like never seeing their face, but in, in Dread you see the bottom of their face. Yeah. He has the face for Dread, just the always frowning, Stallone serious, took the mask off, though, dude. Yeah, Stallone took the helmet that's, off. That's kind of a bummer, too, is that whenever I tell people how much I love this movie, I'm like, no, really, it's a good movie. It is. They don't believe me because Judge Dredd in the 90s was so bad that they can't even give it a fair shake. So we might fight, 
I saw this movie once. I was going to bring this up, too. I just saw it once. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to rewatch it in a different mindset. You do. Because when I first watched it, I hated it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was wet, just diarrhea. (laughs) Like, it was awful. So I need to rewatch it because you and I have similar interests in movies. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you love it so much, I need to go check I, it and out. I, wanna, I need to check it I out. I want to get on this too because I know a lot of people that don't like it, but they find out that the entire movie is in one building. Mm-hmm. The entire setting is in one building and that bothers them because they're like, well, I kind of want to see more. I want I want to see like a broader scope of the city. I want more lore. And they don't really do that. The entire story. Considering the city one. goes from well, I mean, Boston to Washington, right, D.C. Right. And it all takes place but in one building. Die Hard took place in one building. Yeah. And it's a classic and people love I it. I, so. I think it's just your expectations. Like, nice, I, took, I took someone to see Mad Max and they're like, is the whole movie one car chase? I said, yes. Well, that's stupid. I think. I was like, okay. When I saw. Excuse me. I didn't care for Lena Headey in it. Yeah, I didn't care for her. I remember that specifically. Uh, I thought she was great. I just need to rewatch it because it's I don't know where my mind was at when I first watched it, but I just remember not enjoying. It. So uh, Julius from Remember the Titans was in it. I remember that, yeah, was, he, that yeah, was yeah. so great. <laughs> Which one's he? But he? He's the black guy that they that they caught. Yeah, oh, and that guy was my, good too. When my roommate and I watched it for he's a good prep for this. My roommate looked at me and goes, oh, hello, Julius. And I went, strong side, left side, strong side. But yeah, no, he was he was good in it, too. He was great. Yeah, he was. He plays a guy that they uh, they go to they go to this building to arrest somebody for a murder. And he's the guy that did the murder. But then they discover that that building is where they make and sell a huge amount of drugs. And they're like, how did they get away with this for so long? And like Jake said before, the city is so big and there's so few police officers. They're like, do you know how often we get cops here? And so. Well, not just that, but because of that, yeah. the, the that's the whole premise of, of being a judge is because he can act as He's a judge, jury, executioner. judge, jury, executioner. Yeah. He can he can decide your fate which, right then and there, which is some of the best one liners. <laughs> and I know Jake loves one liners. Well, some of the best one-liners are in this movie, delivered by Dread, and they're cheesy as hell, but they are so good. Like the the whole thing with the helmet, uh, his partner, because the world that they live in has been uh, nuclear fallout. People are uh, evolving and adapting. Mutants. His his partner is psychic, and she can read minds. And he's like, "Where's your Where's your helmet, rookie?" It's like, "Oh, uh, my helmet interferes with my psychic ability." And he's like, "Hmm, you would think a bullet would interfere with it a little more." <laughs> and so, so that's why he wears his helmet such a great one-liner and like just his one-liners are so good uh, there's so another good. part where she's they kidnap the guy and she's psychic and she's like sir he's gonna make a move for your gun and he's like uh-huh and she gets a flash like never mind and he's like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh, so he's just he's i'm gonna so re- I, I, you have my word i'm gonna rewatch it okay good Fist bump of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this movie. They I'm just sure touched tips. Over it. But uh, another reason, too, that it's so good is uh, the director, Alex Alex Garland, wrote and helped edit this movie. He didn't direct it. He helped edit it. But he's a guy that went on to do, like, uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. Oh, Ex Machina was really Yeah, good. He's, he's a talented director. Yeah. 
And this was his first project. And you can see just how brilliant he is from this movie. Like apparently the guy that directed it was banned from editing afterwards. So Alex Garland, Alex Garland is like the soul behind this movie and Carl Urban. Uh, I just think that every person in this movie did a stellar job. I remember reading a speaking of, I I said it would get brought up with your movie. I I remember reading an, an article where they, they brought the role to Carl Urban and he said, I'll do it. But you can never take the helmet off mm-hmm. because judge dread never takes his helmet off. So I'll do it, but you can never take the helmet off. And what's I props thought, to him for that. Again, talking absolute, about deep in it out of the absolutely. screen time. Props. He, most, most big time actors would big time you and say, I want Stallone took the helmet off. Yeah. But, uh, but he, Carl Urban said, no, ju- I'm judge dread. I'm not taking the helmet off. And so I thought that was a really cool move by him. Yeah. He's a, there's a, you just reminded me of something. I, I saw this with somebody and there's a Lena Hetty's the main villain in the movie, but she kind of has a right hand man. He's kind of a big brooding guy. And they're like, I'm excited for that guy to fight dread. You're like, this is going to be such a cool fight. And so, um, the guy finally meets up with dread. Dread grabs him by the back of the head and throws him off of the building. <laughs> just, That's great. He's like, ah, no, and he throws Dude. him off the building. He's like, that's it? I'm like, and then doesn't bad. say a word, turns around and walks back <laughs> into the smoke. Dude, I love when movies do that. They yeah, build up a true. fight and then yeah. the, the good guy just like, yeah, with, with that, without even a word, just kills, kills the big bad guy. Dude, it's just, like my, one I of my most it. favorite moments. And Jake knows I love the movie Quigley Down Under. Where, <laughs> right? It's super left field right now. I know. But Tom like, baby. Yeah. But they, it, it, kind of near the beginning of the movie, they're talking about revolvers and Tom Selleck doesn't carry one. And he was like, I never had much use for one. And he says, I never had much use for one. He says, well, sir, I never had much use for one. And then at the end, when they catch Tom Selleck, um, they spoiler alert. Yeah. They set him up and uh, they give him a pistol and they tell him, you know, like, we're going to have a quick draw. Whereas Marston, the bad guy, is uh, like a really good, quick, really fast, quick draw. And Tom Selleck's all beat up and he. He draws and shoots three guys down before they can get a shot off. And then he kind of limps over. He limps over to Marston and uh, Alan, er, Alan Rickman, RIP, one of the greatest actors ever, stands over him as he's dying and says, I said I never had much use for one. Never said I didn't know how to use it. And Are you I sure? just, and, yeah. I sure that's what he said. Uh-huh. I think he said, wipe yourself off. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris Tucker. That's Chris Tucker. Hour, bro. <laughs> Wipe yourself off. You did. You did. <laughs> Sorry, I stole oh, your no, 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 Actually, that's another comic book movie. Is Rush it? Hour was a comic book? Oh, no, I thought it was Men in Black. Sorry. Oh, Men in Black was... I rewatched Men in Black for this. Will Smith and Chris Tucker, I always get them mixed here's up. A, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Will Smith, just a real quick mention of Men in Black. Might be his greatest movie ever made. Like, pretty good. He, Will Smith, when he is I mean, full Will Smith, seven pounds is okay, but Men I didn't like, I didn't care for seven pounds. <laughs> uh, Men in Black is amazing and it still holds up today. I love that movie. Cool. Um, my back to Dread. So, oh, <laughs> so my goat is, uh, it's already been mentioned a couple of times by Troy, is Constantine. Um, 
Keanu Reeves, 2005, Constantine. Underrated movie. Super underrated. It is underrated. I, underappreciated. I, this it is, has a cult following, though. For yeah. sure. This is a film I saw when it, when it, right around the first time when it first came out, and then I wanted to rewatch it, because I remember I didn't like it the first time, and then I rewatched it, and I absolutely loved it. it it's a good flick. I didn't see this until like 2008, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe even 2009. <laughs> but I love, like, I love this movie. Spoiler alert! It, when uh, when Constantine is being carried off into uh, to heaven, and yeah. he and he turns around and he flips Lucifer off. Yeah. And when I first saw that, I was like, "This is the dumbest thing in the world." I love. When that. I rewatched <laughs> it again, I was laughing my ass off. Well, so all right, so here's the thing about this is um, this is actually a pretty recent comic. Uh, it was developed the comic Hellblazers. Uh, yeah, so Hellblade is 1984. I, I've been a huge fan of that comic yeah, for a so long it, time. It's, it's been titled Hellblazer, The Hellblazer, Constantine, or Constantine Hellblazer. It was mm-hmm. created by Alan Moore, Steve Bissett, Alan Moore is, and John Totleben. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Totleben? I, I know Alan Moore. Alan Moore is, is a huge comic name. Well, he, he showed up in Swamp Thing um, in the, uh, what's it called? Uh saga of swamp thing in 1984 Mm -hmm. and uh they he's in the comics he's british he grew up in england and there's like a whole cool backstory to it and i think that that might be why some people didn't like it that was why a lot of fans didn't like it yeah keanu reeves keanu reeves is not a guy who's gonna do a british accent and if he does he'll do it really poorly sounds like like a dracula (laughs) bram soaker is dracula oh does he it's bad the writer we must Fight creatures of the night. It's really bad. (laughs) But this movie... I can't be bothered with that now. This movie is amazing. The lead singer of Bush... uh, Oh, Gavin Rostow? Yeah, he's in it. And he's actually really good for this little bit of screen time that he has. Except when he says finger licking good. That makes me cringe. (laughs) It's true. It makes me cringe. It's true. Um, But then you you have actors in this like Rachel Weisz. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, yeah, Shia LaBeouf before he was a lunatic. Um, <laughs> Jaiman Hansu. Hansu. Yeah, that guy dude. was badass in this movie. Oh, yeah. But then Tilda Swinton. Yeah. yeah. She is yeah. so good as, as the angel she, Gabriel. She always brings like a... A gravitas. A sleep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a gravitas. She's, and she's always androgynous in like yeah. everything she's in. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then it's true. Because I, I think she is in real life. I don't know. But Peter Stormare... The oh, Russian in yeah. every movie. He plays uh, Satan. He plays Satan, and it is my favorite portrayal of Satan. He does in good. Any movie. I, a, he's in the all white suit, mm-hmm. like pristine white suit, except for the bottoms of his legs and his bare feet are covered covered in tar. Mm-hmm. And then he has tattoos coming out from underneath his like white cuff, uh, cuffs on the shirt and on his neck. It's such it's an great. awesome it's portrayal. Great. I love it Satan. too when he shows up and he's all, hey, Lou. Yeah, because they're on yeah. a first name basis, yeah. and the way he plays it is awesome. So good. Well, and it's interesting because, and we're talking about spoilers here, but I mean, Constantine came out in what two thousand four, two thousand two, something like that, two thousand five. Yeah. And and the, the great thing about it is one one part about the story that I thought when I was rewatching it was pretty well written was because he had no physical way of stopping what the events that were transpiring, mm-hmm. except to get Lucifer because Lucifer had his own personal reasons to stop what was happening with the devil. And he won. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of do a little talk cause I, I, I love this movie and I love, I love the character of Constantine. He's one of my favorite comic book characters. Side note. Do you know where they got his look from? Uh, sting. Yeah. He's amazing. 
They they use Sting yeah. as the physical muse when drawing. That's why he's a British guy with blonde hair. Yeah, but he there in uh, DC Comics. There's the Justice League, but then there's the Dark Justice Dark League, Justice and he League, is yeah. the leader of the Dark Justice League. They fight demons, and they're a little more mature. The uh, occult story storytelling. So like Swamp Thing is in it, and yeah. Uh, but his, his he's not powerful. He doesn't have superpowers, but he knows he's an exorcist, and his abilities are to outsmart demons yeah yeah so watching him put or punching them in their face when they're inside a little girl's (laughs) so he he puts a cross in the water reserve and he sets off the fire alarm so holy water is getting sprayed down on demons so he can shoot them with shotguns Mm -hmm. so this watching him outsmart demons is the coolest thing ever well that's a pretty cool way to outsmart a demon (laughs) but the thing is and i learned this because i never read the comics but i was doing a little bit of research on the comic book character yeah he comes from a long line of magicians his ancestry are all magicians and so he actually learns how to do magic and when he moves from england to san francisco he actually has a relationship with Zatara or Zatanna, mm-hmm. um, who's a magician. Yeah, and uh, and so I didn't know that because in the movie they don't play that at all. He just has this intuition with the occult and and things of that nature. But in the comics, apparently he does magic. Yeah, but I don't know to what degree. So correct me if I'm wrong here. I just want to kind of get a little bit more into the history of the comic book itself. So the comic book, uh, the people who wrote it, the, the com- company that we wrote it, they were bought by DC. That's why you see Constantine in dark, uh, I dark think he Justice was always League. DC. Was I he think, always I DC? Because so. he showed up in Swamp Thing. Well, okay. DC has more mature titles like Watchmen, yeah. which I'm, haven't really right. discussed. Right. I'm going I'm to look this up though, but I remember in the opening sequence of Constantine, it said so, uh, the, the comic book name and then it said a subsidiary or something of DC Comics. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I'm going to look this I up think real quick. Swamp, I think Swamp Thing has always been a part of DC. Yeah, Swamp Thing. His is. first appearance is in Saga of Swamp Thing. So you're thinking of Vertigo. Vertigo is, is a subsequent of DC. Right, but has it always been that yeah. way? Okay, all right. Hmm. Again, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but we are, our, our rules are really flexible here. So, um, yeah. but whatever. Well, well, plus it, he's this, never been a part of the justice. League. He's a dark justice league, but, but this, well, this movie, I mean, regardless of the origins, this movie is stellar. Yeah. It's great, great storytelling. Movie. Awesome characters. Rachel wise is unbelievable. I love that. He's just, he's like a swindler sort of, and mm-hmm. he swindles Satan at the end. Mm-hmm. Like it's great. It's so good. Just watching him outsmart people. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fantastic. You definitely it wasn't even my pick, and I'm like lushing over it right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. They, the scene where him, he gets down in that chair and Jaiman Hansu electrocutes him. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude. Yeah. His, 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 and like when he goes into the underworld and he's got the, the holy water, mm-hmm. uh, the little ball of and holy water. And the demons water, are start to attack the him. The demons are like pulling him down and he smash i think that's on the cover mm-hmm. yeah. but like all that stuff where he he just he just knows all the tips and tricks in order to get out of the those situations yeah. and he's never caught off guard it, it's it, it's such a cool concept for a character and then it was pulled off so well mm-hmm. by uh by keanu reeves it, i i just Jake's the one that that pointed this out to me, but the spoilers, spoilers, the end of the movie or the entire movie, he smokes and he has lung cancer. Yeah. Yeah. The end of the movie, he's about to ascend to heaven because he sacrificed himself to Satan and foiled his plans. Uh, So he's about to ascend to heaven and Satan's like, nope. 
and he rips the lung cancer out of his body and throws it on the ground. He's yeah, like, you're staying here with us. You're gonna mess up again. That's why he had all yeah. the tar in his. I know who you are. Yeah. You're gonna mess up again. So, so the last visual of the movie is him chewing a piece of gum. Yeah, yeah. So he's giving up the. Yeah. He's yeah. giving up the cigarettes. He's giving a new lease on life by yeah. Satan himself. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and I, and I think I read that a lot of people didn't like that either. I, I, I thought comics, it was great. I loved it too. But in the comics, he is a chain smoke. Mm-hmm. He is a constant cynic. Like it just, he's not a happy guy. Mm-hmm. Which Keanu Reeves played that very well. Yeah. But yeah, to take that aspect Keanu away from Reeves him, can't do he can't do a lot of range, but he can do that he very can do well. That very well. John yeah. Wick, man, he can do it's he true. can do brooding, upset person very, very well. That's what he is in real life. <laughs> Actually, in real life, he's like a total cool guy. Yeah, that's right. But I, I'm just kind of referring to that meme of him eating yeah, a sandwich. Eating a sandwich. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. So how are we going to figure this out? Did did any of our arguments sway you to vote something else? Is that kind really? of actually? I I uh, I was on the. I mean, obviously, we're we can't vote for our own. So I was going to vote for Dread, but now I'm kind of swayed towards V. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's I, let's have yeah. a vote here. So I I want to tell you too. Ninja Turtles is one of my favorite movies. Uh I can't vote for it because I watched it last night. It was the very last movie I did for my homework. And it's just kind of corny. Like, sure, sure. The the soundtrack in it is just silly. And like some of the lines. Yeah. Raphael wins one. Nothing. Yeah. It might. It might not hold up as much uh, because it was made in 1990. You're talking late 80s, you know, stuff. So, but. Run, run us through the list then. Yeah. It's all right. So we've got. Let's just start. We've got uh, Edge of Tomorrow. We've got uh, V for Vendetta. We've got Ninja Turtles, Dread, and Constantine. Those are our individual five picks. And you know what? As far as why we picked them, we just picked them because we liked them. So yep. if you have any complaint on why we picked them or yeah, why people, we don't have people asking us how we get our picks, we just <laughs> yeah. like these. We just movies. like yeah. them. They're the ones that don't, we... don't overthink it. These I, are just I, our picks. I pick mine because of nostalgia. Uh, you know, and people pick. We them for also reasons. left a lot off. Yes, like so much. Hellboy oh. was left off. Hellboy, Hellboy two. I watched Gold four Boy. hours of Watchmen. Yeah. Watchmen. Yeah. Good. Gosh, I actually liked Watchmen more because of the four hour version. Things like Road to Perdition, Sin City, History of Violence. You had a bunch of different movies. I watched Ghost World. We already mentioned that. (laughs) You can't mention Richie enough. Mystery (laughs) Men. Listen, I I watched Mystery Men. I love that movie. I love that movie. I want to rewatch that again. It is really, really fun. And isn't that the where the, the isn't that the, where the Smash Mouse All Star yes. comes from? <laughs> when, if you look up the music video, Ben Stiller's in it. In it, yep. Ben's Ben Stiller's yeah. superpower being Mr. Furious Rage. But yeah. I love it when yeah. he realizes how stupid that is. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do I do? I just that's all I got. That's all I, got. <laughs> that's all I do. But so, then Hank Azaria as the blue ru- the blue Raja. the blue Raja. the blue Raja. That's so good throwing his folks at him. Kill. Kel can go invisible, but only if nobody only if watching. No one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, man. So, right. so yeah. So those so are our rules. We just picked them because we we didn't, we, you know, because we liked them. So if you have any picks that you want to make, shout out to us on Facebook or you know just. Let us Instagram, know or Facebook, Instagram. Let us know. Yeah. Let but us know remember. what your picks are because we want to know because, you know, you might not agree with them and, uh, and that's fine, but, uh, these are our picks. So, and it's our uh, show. But, damn it. Just remember, we don't care if you <laughs> think that dark Knight is the best comic book movie ever made. Or if you think that Avengers is, cause we're not talking about those movies. We're talking yeah, about the stuff yeah, yeah. 
that's outside of that. If you mention those, we will probably make we'll fun shame of you, you. relentlessly. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's let's start with our voting. Guys, here. So let's... why so serious? <laughs> we just had to make this known. It oh, is okay. known. Who has a vote for uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Okay, it's... I vote Edge of Tomorrow. Who votes V one. for Vendetta? Who votes Ninja Turtles? No. Really? Wow. Sorry, sorry. There was one for Edge of Tomorrow and two for V for Vendetta. <laughs> sorry, we're doing th- we're doing this by raising our hands. Yeah. I didn't even realize <laughs> we're on audio. <laughs> me, me. Okay, so yeah, so far we have one for Edge of Tomorrow, two for V for Vendetta, and zero uh, for, zero Ninja, for Ninja, Turtles. Ninja Turtles, which is surprising to me, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I don't mind. Whatever. <laughs> um and then, uh, sorry, the next one is Dread. All right, we got one for Dread, and then we got Constantine. And we got one for Constantine. So, by default... V for Vendetta, Vendetta wins! V for Vendetta remember, wins. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. I think that's the second one. I'm going to switch my vote to Dread, so Dread wins. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, because I voted for Dread, <laughs> No, and that's the thing. All five of these movies are great. All five of these movies could be GOAT, in my opinion. Um, we're just doing this for formality, but officially... For serious, yeah. though, like all of these movies were great. The ones I mentioned afterwards are great. Um, it's a great genre of movies, and everybody needs to get... Uh, get themselves uh, acquainted with that genre because yeah. there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Sweet y'all. Sweet. For else. All right. Well, let's see. We, um, I'm pretty sure we had another review. We have another shout there. out. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's one on iTunes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it's, um, the title is dot, dot, dot. Nice. Is it, is it, who's it by? Jmo dot M one three. Oh, okay. Who could that be? I wonder who that might be. Uh, all right. Uh, do you want me to read it or somebody is else? Is it Jmo or Jamo? Uh, I think it's, uh, Jamo. Oh, okay. Jamo. 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 All right, Scott, you got it's, it. Uh, it's pronounced Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says, the bunch of fools are funny and have great takes and insights on the movies, games, and music that are happening today and in the past. Excellent work! Exclamation point. Thanks, Thanks Jamo. Jamo. Thanks, Ricky. <laughs> uh, as far as... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Don't you have, don't you have something you got to say to Jamo? Oh, uh, Jamo, will you marry me? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. Um, I, I have Come on. I have a call out um, real quick. Uh, is that all right? Yeah, um, yeah we can we can do a couple more yeah, couple more. So uh, my friend uh, Jerry Basco, um, he's come a, on Jerry, he, come on Basco. He's a good friend of mine from uh, from Boise, and uh, he listened her, his the first episode he listened to was the Always Sunny episode that we did. Oh. He said we were funny. He said he liked it. Um, I told him to go back and listen to a, you know a couple more, give him some some things. But he is actually uh, part of a podcast that I mentioned previously in I think one of our first episodes. Was oh, that uh, the uh, the the Brunomics. one? Brunomics? Yeah, the Brunomics, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, the Brunomics podcast, they, they, um, they drink and they rate beer. Um, but then what they also do is they talk a lot about pop culture and stuff. And they even had a, an episode similar to ours where they talk about uh, non-DC or Marvel comic book movies. They don't necessarily talk about what their favorites are or whatever, but they talk about a lot of them. So. Oh, is that where you got the idea? <clears throat> actually, no. I, I actually reached out to them and asked them what they thought their, was, their favorite was. And they said, oh, we actually had an episode about this. But hmm. um, Ours is so. just better. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, Jerry Basco, I know you're listening. So, here's your call out. Leave us a, a review on iTunes or sounds or like Facebook. Jerry or, Basco, he sounds like he's playing baseball in the 80s. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> All right. What's our, uh, what's our assignment for next week? 
I thought that uh, the next the next time we meet, we should be talking about the greatest fight scene in film history. I'm so excited. Now, this isn't the greatest battle, right? This is the greatest fight scene. So you're gonna you're gonna have to come up with some rules and send it to us because there's I'll a lot up, of I'll come up with some rules. But like, yeah, you just kind of off the top of my head, it, it feels like it's got to be uh, more of a personal fight rather than a. All these, you know, stand-in CGI characters coming in. Because I could select ten Jackie Chan clips and just show it to you. And it's go, That's true. It. It's true. Can, but can it I, be a fight? Fight. We'll figure it out we'll within it out. a battle. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm yeah, just. We'll figure it I'm out, just but, messing with you. But yeah, just off the top of my head, um, I'm thinking <clears throat> like actual characters fighting rather than one character fighting a whole bunch of other people, like unless, Kill Bill or something. Yeah, unless I don't know. Because, like, that would leave John Wick out a lot. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, it's got to involve the main character. And uh, it's got to be relatively personal close-up fighting. Okay. Yeah. So the right final on. fight? Yeah, sure. The final fight? Sure. Could okay. be the final fight. Yeah, let's do it. Let's nice. do it. Okay, there we go. Okay, cool. Till next time. I See you later. I love that topic. All right. I love you. Bye. Thanks, guys. See Bye. 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 I'm still recording because I wanted to say bye.